Howdy folks and welcome to the Dirt Road Cowboys Christian Podcast. My name's Dean, also known as the Dirt Road Cowboy. And whether this is your first time listening or if you're a repeat listener, I want to thank you for following along. Today we're going to talk about sowing and reaping. Some people love talking about this. Some people are afraid of talking about this, but let's just dive right on in. I've listened to many of the faith preachers, prosperity preachers, and that's kind of what I got started into Christianity with. Listening to the Kenneth Hagin, Kenneth Copeland, and all the rest way back in the mid to late 80s. And that really caught my attention. But there was something about it that just seemed a bit off. Now I realized that Kenneth Hagin and Oral Roberts both kind of taught on faith, but they hit different angles. And I'm not going to get really deep into their teachings. If you want to compare them, then you're going to have to listen to them for yourself. Now, Kenneth Copeland, he kind of leaned a bit more toward the Oral Roberts side, even though a lot of the stuff that he learned was from Kenneth Hagin. The scripture that they all seem to talk about a lot was the scripture about the sower soweth the word. And I'm not going to read the whole scripture. Y'all can find it for yourself. I told you I'm not going to give you a Bible reference for everything that I talk about. I'm trusting you to look it up for yourself. Verify what I'm saying. Find it in your own Bible. Don't trust what I'm saying. Don't trust what anyone says. Find it for yourself. When the disciples asked Jesus what he meant when he gave the parable about the sower sowing the word, he said, Don't you understand this parable? If you can't understand this one, how can you understand any parable? Now, a lot of teachers say that this is the master parable. This is the key to the kingdom. This is what unlocks everything else. No, that's not what Jesus was saying. He said this one is so simple. If you can't understand this, you're not going to understand anything. Then he had to break it down for them. I don't know how people got all wrapped up into thinking that this is the master parable, the key of all keys, blah, 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 whatever. It's not. It's basic. It's simple. And that's what Jesus was getting at. So does that mean that there's no sowing and reaping? No. Jesus said that there was. But he said the sower sows the word. Why do the prosperity teachers say that you got to sow money for everything? If you want healing, sow a seed into the ministry. If you want prosperity, sow a seed into the ministry. And they're all talking about money, 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 money. Now, Jesus didn't put a very big focus on money because he didn't worry about it. If he needed money, he'd go tell Peter to catch a fish and pull some money out of its mouth. No worries there. Okay, so what about tithes and offerings? Ooh, here's a big one for a lot of people. Because every church preaches on it. They want your money. They can't keep their big fancy buildings running without your money. But God never wanted another fancy building. He destroyed the one in Jerusalem. Not one stone left upon the other. So why did man all of a sudden decide, okay, well, we got to build us a new temple for God. We got to build the Vatican. We got to build big buildings that hold thousands of people. This is the house of the Lord. No, God will not live in houses made by man's hand. No longer. He comes to live in individuals. We are the church, not the building. Buildings are not church. It's never part of God's plan. But what does the Bible say about tithes and offerings? It includes it right there with all the other animal sacrifices. If one's done away with, they're all done away with. Jesus is our ultimate sacrifice. 
If tithes and offerings were so important, then that would be included in the directions to the early Gentile church, to the early Gentile believers. No, they were told to not fornicate and not eat things that were offered to idols. If it was so important, why didn't they throw tithes and offerings in there? Because it's not important. It's not the basis that the church was founded on. What about the scripture that says, God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, shall he also reap. It wasn't talking about money. It was talking about doing good and doing evil. A lot of prosperity teachers like to take that and start throwing it in there with money. Not everything in the Bible is surrounded by dollar signs, okay? But I've been to churches that they come right out and say, if you're not tithing, don't ask us to pray for you. Now, whether that's their belief in the Old Testament, thinking that God won't hear them, or if they're just being greedy, saying, if you're not giving us money, we're not going to pay. Kind of reminds you of the old Catholic indulgences in the Dark Ages, where you could pay to get your loved ones out of hell. Well, what about the scripture when God was talking to Noah and he said, there will be summer and winter, seed time and harvest, as long as the earth remains. He was talking about four seasons. He wasn't talking about this master key to the universe of seed, time, and harvest. No, summer and winter, pretty obvious right there. Seed, time, and harvest. Uh, spring and fall, that's when they were planting and harvesting. He was talking about four seasons, where they never had four seasons before the flood, before the destruction to the world. And what did Noah do? He didn't sit there and praise God for it. He went out and got drunk. Because he destroyed the world. Yes, the Bible says that because of his obedience, read it in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, the hall of faith, where it said because of Noah's obedience, he destroyed the world and everyone in it. Noah had a lot of pressure on him after all that. And now he even broke the world to where it's going to have four seasons instead of one beautiful season all year round. Okay, so now we put a hole in that false teaching. Well, does that mean that God doesn't want anyone to prosper? That's not what I'm saying. The scripture said that Jesus became poor so that through his poverty you might become rich. Notice it doesn't say that Jesus became poor so that through your tithes, offerings, and gifts of love you might become rich. No, it's because of what he did, not because of what you are doing through your tithes and offerings. The monetary provisions in this life or at least the ones you get from God, are going to be based on your call, your purpose, and your destiny. God is not going to sit there and give you something that's not related to your life. God has a purpose for things. If he's blessing you with a lot of finances, then you're going to be accountable for it. Maybe you're supposed to be providing for worldwide ministries, Maybe you're supposed to be building hospitals in impoverished nations. I don't know. I don't know your calling. But what I do know is that you will be accountable to God for that money. So find out what he wants you to do with it and just do it. Jesus never worried about money. Like I said, he could get it from anywhere. But you will be accountable for what he gives you. Those that are given much, much will be required of them. This is a whole God versus mammon thing. You can't love them both. You can't sit there and claim to love God and love your money at the same time. You use money. It's a tool. If God's given you a lot, maybe it's to build a ministry. Maybe it's to be a big blessing. I don't know. That's up to you and God to know.
Some people say, well, what about giving and receiving? What about it? It's a natural law. It's like gravity. It works for everybody. That's why cults talk about giving and receiving. The New Age talks about it. Most religions talk about it. It's because it's a natural law like gravity. Cause and effect. You do something, something happens. You just set into motion by God. Make sure that there was provisions. But that was before Jesus. Now, Jesus did the ultimate sowing so that we can reap it. So don't be greedy. One of the big problems with people on this earth is they expect to be a soldier and live in a palace. Kings live in palaces. Soldiers live in the battlefield. There's a big difference in their equipment and their provisions. They'll sit there and say that they're a soldier for Jesus, but they want to have all these luxuries. If any of you have ever spent any time in combat or know anyone that has, you know that it's not a luxury. They're out there roughing it. You can't be both. You have to do what you're called to do. The giving and receiving works for sinners and saints. It works for cults. It works for the new age. But we need to rise up higher and we need to receive what Jesus has provided for us. I thought this was going to stretch out for a bit longer because there was a lot that was going through my mind and there's a lot that goes through a lot of people's minds. Does God want you poor? No, that's not his plan for people. He doesn't want people to be poor and sick and suffering and sinning. He wants everyone to live a good life on earth as it is in heaven. So does God still bless people anymore like he did in the Old Testament? Well, if you listen to my teachings when I talked about does God still do that, then you're going to find out that according to scripture, he is the Lord and he doesn't change. The things that have changed is what we need to do to appropriate that goodness of God. We're not bound by the tithes and offerings anymore. We're not supposed to be funding these big elaborate churches, these huge buildings. They're basically built to worship their founders, the men who created them. This is never God's plan. God wanted to live in people, walk with people, spend time with people, not be relegated to a church building somewhere where you think that God's not going to hear you unless you go into a church building. Well, he hears you, he sees you, he knows you, no matter where you go, no matter what you do. Whether you're in the cathedral or you're in the forest, God is always available to you. You don't have to go to a special building. It's always been his intent to dwell with his people, with his children, to spend time with them, to give them a guided tour of creation, to teach them, to watch them, to get joy in their growth. That's the heart of God, people. Not building a big, elaborate, fancy building. And believe me, I like seeing these old churches and everything. I think they're really cool. Great architecture. But it's not designed by God to be his resting place. People, the hearts of men, that's where he wants to be. To spend time with you. So invite him along with you whenever you're doing something. Acknowledge his presence. Not just when you go to a church building. And I think that through this latest crazy pandemic that we've been through, a lot of people are starting to see that there's no need for that church building. Why are we paying off this huge multi-million dollar mortgage when we've been able to go online and have church? Well, that doesn't even cost nearly as much as these multi-million dollar buildings do. But there's a lot of pastors that are having a problem getting their people back to church. They're pushing and pushing to get people back, to keep their tithes and offerings flowing in so that they can keep their palaces and their cushy jobs. They need to be letting God provide for them. If they're working for God, then God should be their source. But that takes a bit of effort on their part. 
to trust God instead of just holding out their hands and expecting people to drop money into it. I'm sure that made a lot of people mad, but that's the way it goes. Anyway, this is where we're going to leave it off this time, people. If you have any questions about me, you can visit my webpage at www.dirtroadcowboy.com. There you can find contact information and a few other things about me. You can contact me with any questions or any suggestions for any other ministry topics you want me to talk about. But I'll be back in a couple weeks with another teaching. And until then, I pray that God will watch over you, keep you, and bless you according to His call on your life. May you receive all the provisions necessary to do what you're put here to do. And I pray that you will have the wisdom not to squander it on yourself and be accountable for being selfish and greedy, but rather to spend it doing what God has called you to do. In Jesus' name, amen. This is the Dirt Road Cowboy, signing out. Bye, y'all.